0: Disclaimer, first of all, trigger warnings for domestic abuse and possible murder in general. There, We are not claiming that this any of these people did these things. We are just giving, pushing forward the information that we have about this. These are not our speculations. These are not our words. And if any of the speculations we make are purely that, yeah speculations we don't know these people we were not involved in any of this in any way we just going on the information the very little information that we have is you know just the ideas that come to us whenever we hear this information
1: good morning i mean it's
0: not morning it's actually kind of dark but hi i'm brandy i'm lily i'm elora and we are around here.
2: <laughs> we talk
0: about, um
2: wait, why are we introducing
0: in case somebody like pops in and has listened to
2: us before? Yes. Since
0: we didn't We talk about uh spooky or interesting historical or true crime things in our resort in our <laughs> in our county. Uh, Brazoria County of Texas. Oh my God. Brazoria County of Texas. My... Oh. <laughs> 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 my broken <lagna. That> <laughs> Sorry. That nap didn't help me any. Okay, what we're talking about today is, or tonight, or this evening, or tomorrow. This morning. Is the case of Carolyn Jean Long. Carolyn Jean Long. Carolyn Jean Long that picks up like everything so stop stop it ron stop <laughs> okay anyway carolyn jean long well she was born carolyn jean willis uh she was born january 31st 1942 she was approximately 5 2 approximately 125 pounds she was a caucasian what? female 125 <laughs> pounds approximately 125 pounds she's a Caucasian female with blonde hair and brown eyes uh, she was 49 years old at the time of her disappearance she also had the last names of Ogden Sterling King oh <laughs> Campbell possibly Arbogast Bernard and Long so when she went missing she was going by the name of of carolyn jean long what many marriages
2: or did she yes just...
0: many marriages this is kind of it's a lot it's kind of convoluted and there's two missing cases in one story but I, <sighs> I let me i'll discuss this at the end because it's a little confusing Okay, anyway, Roy Allen Bernard Sr. was Carolyn's sixth husband, and according to FamilySearch.org, they were married August 30th, 1984, in Dallas, Texas. They lived in. What? Oh, they lived in Quinlan, Texas. <laughs> I'm confusing myself on my own notes. They lived in Quinlan, Texas, and had a tumultuous, tum- mm, tumultuous relationship at. <gasps> okay! <laughs> Did he just go crazy? Yep. Yeah. He, he like set like him st- st- down and he's just like. <laughs> flipping and flopping.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Look at him. Oh, oh my God. gosh.
1: Crowley, what are you doing?
0: Excited. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> he's so excited. Okay. I'm going to start that bit over. Roy, because I have no idea where I left off. Roy Allen Bernard Sr. was Carolyn's sixth. Husband, according to FamilySearch.org, uh, they were married August 30th, 1984, in Dallas, Texas. They lived in Quinlan, Texas, and had a tumultuous relationship. And at one point, Carolyn filed a complaint against Roy, and he was charged with criminal mischief. Mischief,
2: mischief, Sapphire, fire. <laughs> <fire>. Mischief! mischief,
0: mischief. <laughs> criminal mischief is a charge that generally involves vandalism, destruction of property, that kind of thing. Mm. (laughs) They did reconcile while he (laughs) was in jail and a month after he got out of jail, they bought a lake house together, but I do not know where the lake house was. I don't, like, I don't know if it was in Brazoria County.
2: This is your your section. My turn! In July of 1989, Roy Allen Bernard Sr. visited his mother-in-law no, no. His mother in Oklahoma. He said he and Caroline weren't get. Caroline? Caroline. Caroline. He said he and Caroline weren't getting along, so he wanted to hide some of his stuff from her. Roy and his 1980... What is that? fiat
0: Fiat. Or Fiat.
2: Serata? Sure. S- fiat Serata with Oklahoma license plates were last seen by friends and family on July 5th. 1989 he was never seen or heard from again
0: okay and i i've i've looked through the doe network i've looked which also has it's not just for unidentified people it's also for missing people and the charlie project is a website for missing people or um basically the same as the doe network where it has listings of people who are unidentified or missing there are several websites like that and I looked through all of the ones that I could find I looked through the Texas Department of Public Safety they have a list Looked through all the lists and all the things that I could find and this man is not listed he's a ghost in any of the databases that I could find I mean maybe there's a secret one that I or not a secret one but a, an obvious one that I just didn't think to do but I, I couldn't I didn't just look for Texas ones. I, I searched the whole database, and I could not find his name. So that's strange to me that he's a missing person but not listed in the missing persons. She
2: is, but
0: he isn't, and I don't know why.
2: Carolyn withdrew 200, no, two hundred no $2,500 from Roy's retirement fund on July 7th, on July 10th, Roy's daughter tried to file a missing persons report, but law enforcement would not accept it over the phone. On August 7th, Roy Bernard Jr., Roy Sr.'s son, went to visit his stepmother, Carolyn, to try to locate his father.
1: Carolyn reportedly behaved nervously, telling Roy Jr. that his father had gone on a secret mission to Israel Roy Jr. didn't believe this story and the next day reported his father missing. When Roy Jr. went back to his father in Carolyn's lake house, he found Roy Sr.'s fiat. After Roy Sr. went missing, Carolyn sold his motorhome and a truck and made her fourth husband trustee of the lake house. With the aid of a man named Gerald Luther Long, she retrieved Roy Sr.'s tools and final paycheck at his... His job location from which he had been fired for not attending. Soon after that, Carolyn withdrew another twenty three thousand from Roy's retirement, closing the account.
0: Two thousand three hundred. Twenty three hundred.
1: Twenty three hundred is what I said, right? We said twenty
0: three thousand. Oh, I'm sorry. Significantly more. Numbers are hard to <laughs> say out loud. <laughs> okay, Carolyn and Gerald then began transferring everything of Roy Sr.'s to Carolyn's name or someone else's name. They moved in together and it was said that they often fought and would break up but get back together off and on. Carolyn would complain about Gerald's drinking and marijuana use and that he spent time with other women. And Gerald started cooperating with the police concerning Roy Sr.'s disappearance and implicated Carolyn with some evidence he provided. Have no idea what evidence that is or what became
1: of it. The fact that he's now her missing husband's trustee.
0: Well, I mean <laughs> he's not the fourth sorry. He's just like the next guy in line, apparently. Uh. He's not the fourth husband. I don't know who the fourth husband was. In that line of names, somebody. Not to judge people who get married multiple times, you know, to each their own. And find love where you can. In February of nineteen ninety one Gerald bought a house in Alvin, Texas that both he and Carolyn moved into. In the following months, Gerald was arrested for domestic violence against Carolyn. She apparently left him and went to Wichita, Kansas to stay with relatives. She then moved in with her fourth ex-husband. After a while, Carolyn and Gerald again reconciled and married in June of 1991. My question there is... How did she marry Gerald with Roy still categorized as missing? I mean, from the dates here, it hasn't been. I think somebody has to be dead for like seven years in order for them to be. Um, in order for them to be. Yeah, 1989 dead. is the last time he was seen. And for them to be pronounced legally dead, I think it has to be like seven years. It has to be more than two. So, how was she legally marrying someone else while this guy is still labeled missing? That just seems really strange to me. Forged paperwork, my guy. I guess. But, um, anyway, uh, so this is the next section for you to read,
2: Lily. In aug. No. Don't put on a,
0: a voice because this is serious a- stuff we're talking about. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> In August of 1991. Carolyn reported to the police that Gerald was a drug dealer and that she had discovered cocaine in their residence. She became an informant. For the DEA, Drug (laughs) Enforcement (laughs) Administration, Carolyn met with federal officers about her husband, Gerald. He was arrested again later that month for violence against Carolyn. At this point, she stayed several days in Brazoria County's women's shelter. She checked out of the shelter on September 5th. She called family in Kansas, saying she wanted to go there to get away from Gerald but had to get her stuff from their house first. She was reported seen the next day with Gerald by neighbors. Carolyn spoke to her brother in Colorado on September 8th, 1991. He wanted her to meet him in Denver, Colorado so so they could go to a gym show together. Carolyn told her brother that she wanted to leave Gerald's house, but was afraid to.
1: September ninth, 1991. Carolyn was taken to UTMB, the University of Texas medical branch, in Galveston, Texas, where she spoke to a counselor and said Gerald wanted to commit her to the hospital. Carolyn explained to the counselor that she was a victim of Gerald's ongoing, long-time verbal, sexual, and physical abuse. The counselor's advice was that Carolyn and Gerald separate. On the 10th of September, Carolyn gave Gerald power of attorney, to sell her beloved truck that she was said to be very attached to. His friend said that this was very unlike her and had actually told them, if you ever see Gerald driving my truck, I am dead. Eek. Eek is richtig. <laughs> my brain paused. My like, hat's the wrong language. <laughs> was that the right word though? I was gonna say ge right and my brain was gonna go "richtig,"
0: which is right, but in German. Well, I mean, so worse so
1: <laughs> Carolyn was
0: seen at a UTMB appointment on September S- September 13th. She had an appointment for September 30th but never showed up. Gerald claimed that she had gone to Wichita to live with her mother. A postal service change of address card arrived at her mother's in Wichita, filled out with her mother's address as Carolyn's new address, but Carolyn never arrived. Her brother reported her missing on October 1st, 1991. In the meantime, Gerald attracted another girlfriend who had begun to live with him. She later reported that she had seen some odd shaped meat packages in Gerald's freezer. But he said they were, quote, bad and not to touch them.
1: Mm, and why still have them? Yeah, if you know they're there and you know they're bad, it start to sound
0: like our favorite doctor over there. <laughs> Dexter?
1: Doctor Hannibal Lecter. No, oh, I was
2: like, the only doctor. <laughs> I was like, Dexter's not a doctor. I
1: didn't know.
2: <laughs> I don't, I don't know anything. That's okay. Dexter. You don't know anything. Does but... Dexter eat people? No. I don't know. No. Oh. The girlfriend also stated that even though, even though, Carolyn, uh, Carolyn had moved out of the house, all of her belongings were still there. This girlfriend passed a polygraph test and law enforcement believed her statement to be truthful. Another witness reports seeing the odd meat packages. There was also a witness who said they saw Gerald dragging a freezer to his truck late one night. The neighbor slash witness said Gerald Gerald drove away and didn't return for two days. There were also uh, neighbor statements about Gerald digging in his yard which was not something he had ever done before. In 19... Mm-hmm. 19- Go ahead. In time. <laughs> 19- <laughs> hey, stop,
1: dude. Aegis. I think you're hydrated enough. Aegis the rat man. the rat man. Their very own scammers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wasn't there someone who was a rat in here, buddy? Oh, just out of scammers? Oh, my bad. Again. In
1: 1995. Gerald was moved out of the house and had rented it out. The police obtained a warrant to search the residence and sprayed with luminol, the chemical often used to detect the presence of blood, and found in the hallway what they thought to be a puddle of blood that led to the backyard. The new tenants said they replaced the old carpet with tile because it had a large stain. Cadaver dogs were brought in and indicated the scent of human remains in the yard where a shed had once been. Police dug in the area and found nothing but some carpet fibers. The authorities are said to think it may indicate that a body may have been there
0: at one time. Okay, authorities later determined that Gerald was able to obtain most of Carolyn's property by means of forgery after she went missing. Also, after her disappearance, Carolyn's mother received a postcard, supposedly from Carolyn, stating that she was fine and working through some problems. The postcard was analyzed by handwriting experts and was determined to most likely have been written by Gerald.
2: Ooh!
0: Gerald remarried. Again, how? If his former wife was listed as missing. How do you remarry when the person is... This is his second marriage after she went missing? Uh, no, the other one was just a girlfriend. Ow. He moved to a place outside of Alvin and was living in a trailer. Gerald Long Long died in 2001 of natural causes and remains the prime suspect in Carolyn's disappearance.
1: Eh. What about her husband before Gerald? Did you think... Gerald was responsible for that one well, too. Hold
0: on, Carolyn Jean Long or Carolyn Jean Bernard was believed by authorities to be in some way involved in Roy Allen Bernard Sr.'s disappearance, and he was never found. So there's two oh, missing boy. people. I I did. I wanted to look. I wanted to verify. That's the end of the story. Unfortunately, that's the. Mm-hmm. I found all of that on the CharlieProject.com. I tried to find, um, there, okay, there are links off of the Charlie Project page for Carolyn Jean Long for the Houston Chronicles and the Houston, no, the Texas News Post or something like that, but none of these links worked. Like, they, they didn't link to the actual thing that they were supposed to link to. That's suspicious. It's not suspicious. It's just an old story. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it could be suspicious, but really it's, it's just... more a, fun to say it's suspicious. I know. So I, I did, I tried to find other sources to cross-check things, but the only other thing that had any information was the Doe Network, and they had the same information, but less. They didn't have the story. I mean, mm-hmm. that whole story, every bit of that came from the charlie project so whoever put that together they had sources that they were getting information from and i really would have liked to have those sources because i pretty much had to just paraphrase yeah they did like for real months of research research yeah and i i hate to i don't know who that person is i don't know who wrote it because there's no like you know written by blah 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 i don't know if it, they did it As far as I can tell, they did a great job. So, kudos to the uh, unnamed
1: researcher that did that.
0: Yeah. I did look on familysearch.org, which is, like, the genealogy website that I I use to, like, track our genealogy and stuff. So, I I just wanted to find, like, some um, marriage records, death records, and stuff like that. And I found a residence record for... 1993 for Alvin no for Quinlan Texas I believe it was Quinlan which is where Carolyn and Roy lived she went missing in 1991 but there's a listing of her on familysearch.org for her name with her birth date and everything that matches up for a residency in 1993 in Quinlan Texas fishy there's also a residency listing for 2003, hmm. I believe, in Alvin, Texas with her name and birth date and everything that, that matches her. So I don't know if it's just if, if that was. indicates that she had gone into hiding or and she came back. None of these listings are updated. Oh, no, it was under Bernard. Her She was listed under the last name of Bernard. So, in those two, the familysearch.org ones. So, I don't know if it's just, like, she had property under her name, and in that time, those properties were still listed under her name. hmm Which, I don't know how property goes. I don't know how... It wasn't a census record. It wasn't a, a uh, you know, like, counting of a person. It was, it just said residency, and I don't know how, you know, in-depth those things get. So, I, that's all I could find on that, um, on on them. I, I I mean, I really would have liked to find more information, but that's all. Do you have anything to input, Lily? Mm -mm. Thank you so much for participating in our discussion.
2: I don't have anything. I can't assume anything or anything like that, so. Yeah. I just find it, I find it odd...
0: That, and not in a fishy, oh, but suspicious or anything like that. suspicious Not in anything you know, like that, that um, she is a missing person and Roy Bernard is not. Yeah. I just find it odd. I just find it weird that, I don't know if it's because she's female or, I, I don't know. It's Was Bernard never considered a missing person? Yeah, his son filed a, a missing persons report. So if he was never found, then that was never closed. So he's, but if he's not in the database, that is the story slash case of Carolyn Jean Long and Nate Willis. If anyone has any information about either of these missing people, um, you can call the Alvin Police Department at 281-388-4370 or the Texas Department of Public Safety at 800-346-3243. 800-346-3243. The NCIC number for Carolyn is m 532071215 You can leave information anonymously. You do not have to give your name. So that's, that's kind of the end. Well, goodbye! Goodbye! goodbye.